This is an ode to blackness, to black women, to vulnerability and to visibility. And in the words of one of my heroes, the resilient and prolific Miss Audre Lorde, I have come to believe over and over again that what is most important to me must be spoken, made verbal and shared, even at the risk of having it bruised or misunderstood. That the speaking profits me beyond any other effect. I am standing here as a black woman, and the meaning of all that waits upon the fact that I am still alive and I might not have been. This is a platform to magnify the voices of the ignored and the unheard. So please join me on my journey of speaking up and speaking truth. This is Speak, and I am Kaya Coleman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Speak by Kaya Coleman. This is Kaya, and it's my first episode, and I'm very excited. So I wanted to spend this first episode really just talking about my muse behind Speak and why am I doing this, why does it matter to me, and just kind of like what my goal is. And I have a lot of different goals, but I think primarily this is a form of healing for myself. So it's really not about y'all that much, but I hope that y'all engage because it is about y'all as black people, but it's, I guess the selfish part is it's a way for me to heal um, and just kind of break certain generational curses that I've been made more aware of and just things that I don't want to pass on to my kids. So I'm trying to take charge and Find a way to be more purposeful and be more intentional. And so it's, like I said, a form of healing for myself, more so also for my ancestors than me, and just making sure that I carry out the work and the goal and the drive that they had and what they wanted for me, um, and making sure that I'm continuing that in my own life. And so I hope that it's a place where I can help disperse knowledge but also receive it Um, And I just plan to try to figure out and understand the world through the black experience, whether that's through politics or sociology or just me talking about my own experiences, just a platform to amplify voices and to magnify voices. And so I came to this idea through a lot of different experiences, but the one thing that all of those experiences have in common is 2020. 2020 has been crazy, but also extremely beautiful. It's a year of transformation. If you couldn't tell by now, the world is literally purging. Things are changing. A lot of structures that we thought to be true are crumbling, and things are coming out as arbitrary, and we're seeing a lot of structures just not fall necessarily, but you're seeing them a lot more exposed. And I think that's a great signifier of what 2020 was meant to do, is just kind of reinstill this this change and this, yeah, it's a transformative year. And I think that's so beautiful. And if you can't see the transformation, just look at the people that are around you and look at the people you're interacting with. Look at yourself and think about how you act now. Cause I feel like I have aged like 10 years <laughs> in the past like four months. And I just feel that spirit and God is just on a all-time high right now. Like, I just feel it everywhere. And I, I can see it in the creativity I'm seeing with a lot of people. So many people are reconnecting with their passions and with 
their interests and with their goals. I'm seeing so much ingenuity. I'm just seeing people starting podcasts, people making albums, people writing books, people starting lash lines, photography careers. There's just so many people that are reconnecting to what they actually care about. So many people are coming home, per se. And I've had the pleasure of having that experience as well. And that's what I'm here to talk about. (laughs) So 2020 was spent, for the most part, finishing school and doing things related to finishing up responsibilities. I had a Cornell. And so when I finished that and I graduated in June was like the first time I was able to just kind of be and allow myself to just be by myself for once and to think about myself. And I realized just how far gone I was and how like just unaligned. I was just not there. And my anxiety had gotten really bad to the point where physically I started to embody that. Like I lost a lot of weight. I wasn't as active. I just didn't care to interact with people that much. Um, And so I had to go through this experience of working through that discomfort and trying to get to the, the reason behind it. And so I think there was just a lot of unsolved things or a lot of things I'd experienced this year and in the past that I just never actually thought about and gave myself time to, to heal from or heal in general and so it was just like thing after thing piled up and June was when I finally got to like explode and doing so started this incredible journey for me a very spiritual journey but also just it just feels like home like that's the best way I can describe it and it feels like home because for me to be able to get out of that slump that I was in I had to connect with home I had to get back to that inner child, Kaya, and see what was I doing when I was a kid? Like, what was I doing when I was experiencing this level of happiness, this level of excitement? And I think as children, we're as close to God as we will ever be in this form. I think children are so divine, and they're so in touch with that divinity. And it's that purity that we see in kids. It's that innocence that we see in kids that we need to start seeing in our own lives. And so because of that, and because of that direct connectedness to spirituality, I had to get back to that place because young Kai was very intuitive. My relationship with God was crazy. My dreams were extremely powerful. I was just very in touch with that side of me. And I knew what I was here to do. I knew what I loved, I knew what I cared about. So what happened in between then that made me forget why I'm here? Because I was very lost. And I know for a fact, I'm excited to do HR. Don't get me wrong, I'm excited for the opportunity. But I know that is not what I'm here to do. (laughs) That cannot be what I'm here to do. And so I had to start reconnecting with myself because I had to figure out what I am here to do because I knew at one point. And so I started doing things that I used to love. And one of those things is writing. That's my favorite thing to do in the world. I love to write. Ask my friends, any any class, if it's essay, I'm getting an A. Like, (laughs) if it's an essay, if it's essay-based, that is my thing. Like, that is what I love to do. As a kid, I used to write stories. Like, my teacher dedicated 
an entire day. Like Friday was the day where I would share um, my my book I wrote that week. Like I would just write kid stories. <laughs> but I just loved writing. I loved expressing myself through words. And I got to college. I was an English major. I love writing. I love reading. And then reality hit. And I'm like, oh, I should probably get a major where I could get a job. So let me go transfer to ILR real quick and get some technical skills, quote unquote, <laughs> so that I can get a job straight out of college and be fine. Because unfortunately, black people don't really have the privilege to actually study what we really care about all the time. Sometimes you have to make decisions based off of what you need. And in the moment I needed a job, so <laughs> I kept my English minor, but I just didn't have that ability to connect back to it. And then I started spending more time outside, spending time in water. I'm from Texas. I'm also Panamanian. <laughs> it's in my blood. I love being in water. I love being near water. It's just a sense of comfort. And so I started going outside more. I started trying to get back into working out. I grew up, my parents are both athletes. They run marathons together. My mom is a part-time yoga teacher. My dad ran track in college. So <laughs> since I can remember, like we were all, <laughs> we had no choice. <laughs> we all played sports. I'm the only girl too out of three brothers. So it's just, I grew up around that and that type of energy. And I hadn't been moving my body at all. And I'm wondering why am I anxious? And why do I feel depressed? Well, sis, you're in bed all day and you're inside. Go do things that you know make you feel good. And so I had to start being intentional with that and intentional with wanting to feel better and intentional with wanting to actually heal and not just say I'm healing, but actually do the hard and uncomfortable part of healing. It wasn't until I committed to that that I started to see change and that I started to see progress. And so when I was on that wave of starting to see progress, my mom called me one day and she was like, you've been on my mind, so I just needed to talk to you. I feel like there's something that you need to hear. So pause. She starts saying that and I'm like, damn, what? Because she'd be thinking, like, what did I do? (laughs) And I'm like thinking of all these things. And then I start thinking about my Nana and I'm like, this is interesting because I've been thinking about my Nana for a couple weeks now. My Nana's my mom's mom. And I've just been feeling her. Like, I've been actually smelling her. Like, I've been just feeling this desire to be near her. I woke up one day, like, during the time where I couldn't sleep, I woke up and I would wake up every day at, like, 3-ish in the morning, um, like, clockwork. No ma- I, could go, I could go to sleep at 2 and I promise you I'm waking up at 3.30. <laughs> like, I wasn't missing a beat. That's around the time I was born, which is why I was like, that's interesting. That that's when I kept being woken up. And I kept feeling her when I would wake up. And so one day I like got an Ancestry.com thing. And I started looking up, like, my ancestors. I'm like, I, I feel this strong desire to know where I come from beyond this. I didn't get that far because, you know, slavery. <laughs> but... <laughs> I still got that spark in me to want to keep digging and learning more about my family. And that's what was running through my head when my mom's like, I feel like I need to hear this. So back to that conversation. Of course, who is it about? My Nana. (laughs) About the women in my family, more generally, though. And she said, all the women in your family have died of things like stomach cancer or throat cancer. Diseases that show that they were holding things in or or stifling themselves and not allowing themselves to release. She was like, your unspoken words carry so much weight and you will kill yourself 
if you don't speak up. She didn't know about the anxiety that I was experiencing because I don't want her to worry. She didn't know about me losing weight and just physically embodying that anxiety and that sadness. So to hear her just say these words, I was like, okay, I hear y'all. Like, I'm here. I'm listening. Y'all got me. (laughs) And so she keeps talking about how we manifest disease through our minds and through our subconscious. And so things that you are putting into your mind and putting into your subconscious are bringing bad things into your world and into your space. So you need to check yourself at the core to understand why things aren't going your way, why things aren't aligned. And you need to speak up in the process of doing so. And I'm like, sheesh, let me go, let me go pray really quick because y'all done, I'm up now, like I'm here. (laughs) And so that's been kind of my journey behind why I feel so drawn to use my voice right now. And then I came home because I was in Ithaca like pretty much all summer because I was getting my money's worth out of my apartment. And I came home and my parents redid my room as a graduation gift. So my mom was like, I don't know why, but I hope you like blue because I thought it would be really cute in your room and I just feel like you need it. And I'm like, that's really weird because I've been very attracted to the color blue lately. I've been spending a lot of time in water. I've just been attracted to blue and I've just been seeing blue. And so when she said that, I'm like, that's crazy. (laughs) I hear y'all again. So I like went to Google what blue signifies, what that is. And of course, blue is the color of the throat chakra, which is what was hurting so much, which is what I needed to release. It's that reminder that I needed again, since I didn't get it the first few times. I needed to speak and I needed to use my voice for something that I cared about and something that I'm passionate about. And I discovered that, well, I rediscovered what I always knew, and I love to communicate, I love to write, I love to speak. So how am I gonna use that to do what God wants me to do? Still figuring that out, but I think the best way possible is just by doing what seems natural to me and what is me. And so this is an, an ode to my ancestors because it's an ode to breaking generational curses and speaking up and allowing myself to be vulnerable, allowing myself to be seen, allowing myself to exist in the power that I do have, acknowledging my skills, acknowledging what I'm good at, acknowledging what I care about, validating myself, and knowing that I don't need other people to do that for me. So I really want this focus to be on my words and what I care about. (laughs) And what I care about is black people. I care about black liberation. I care about consciousness, ascension, because this cannot be the final (laughs) place for us. (laughs) I care about healing. I care about happiness, and I care about promoting love. I think the only two real things I've heard, I'm sure y'all have heard this quote, that the only two things that exist in this world are love and fear. And so hopefully by speaking up and speaking on what's true to me, I can promote love (laughs) instead of the other. And I think when you operate in love and when you operate in higher vibrations, you just, things start going better. (laughs) You'll start to see things looking up for you when you start to change your mindset and you start to change how you perceive things. So 
I hope y'all fuck with it. It's very raw. It's very me. Um, kind of just what goes on in my head <laughs> and what I think about on the daily. Um, and also just a way for me to connect and a way for me to practice vulnerability fully because I think I have lived under the idea of perfectionism for a very long time um, because I know that if I'm good at everything, you can't crack holes in my identity because there's nothing for you to check. Like, I'm excelling. And so I was killing myself to be good at everything I've ever done because I was uncomfortable in my own identity and I don't didn't want people to be able to see that. So I was operating under this idea of perfectionism. But really, it was just a coping mechanism that I didn't recognize. And it's definitely unhealthy. And I was I saw this tweet and it was like, describe your skincare routine as basic as possible. So I started thinking about that. And I'm like, hmm, like if I had to describe myself, how y'all see me as basic as possible, I think it would be the reds and natural hair. <laughs> and like, that's dope. And that is a part of me. But I think I'm so much more than that. And there's so much more interesting shit to talk about. And I feel like I wasn't promoting myself as the full human that I am because of just this innate fear of not being accepted fully and I'm so happy I grew out of that because that number one like who who gives a fuck <laughs> like I don't it doesn't matter I think we're all humans and when you start to see people as people and not as people as their statuses or people as who they want you to see them as you just see them as raw it makes life easier and you start to see people as just humans that are trying to cope and you start to understand people's decisions a little bit more you start to understand your own feelings more. You start to understand why you react the way you do because you realize that everyone is just trying to survive in the most basic way possible. You know what I mean? Like everyone is operating in a way that makes them feel safe, in a way that makes them feel comfortable. Everyone's battling with something that you can't even see, but everyone is having their own internal battle. So that is why I'm also so big on being kind to people and being nice <laughs> with my words because you never know what somebody's dealing with and you never know how your words or how your negative energy, not even your words, your unspoken words, you never know how that can affect other people and their livelihood. And I think as humans, we deserve to be kinder to each other and we also deserve to be more intentional in our thoughts and in our words. So yeah, that's kind of <laughs> what Speak is about. I'm really excited. I think this is probably the most happy I've been in a long time. So I'm excited to be able to share that with you and hopefully it helps you feel happy. Hopefully it helps you get back on track and, and heal yourself and just kind of work through whatever's been making you feel bad. Because nobody should have to suffer and nobody should have to live in a world where they feel stifled and they feel like they can't voice themselves and they can't voice their opinions. And hopefully with doing so, I can amplify the voices of so many people that are too scared to use theirs yet. So the focus is on me and my people. And I wanted to do so on a podcast and on my own thing because black women have the tendency to be gaslit and spoken over and ignored and belittled. And you can't do that on my own shit. So here's mine. <laughs> Because I think a lot and I have a lot to say. And I think by communicating, we help preserve our, our world. We help preserve our culture. And so I think a lot of people are hiding behind fear and they're not allowing themselves to tap into their full potential. And who knows where we could be as black people if we recognize the worth that we had, the worth that white people have always told us doesn't exist. 
imagine if we all started to tap into that to that power it could be crazy because there's a reason they fear you there's a reason why people react that way to you i was listening to um on and on earlier and she said most intellects do not believe in god but they fear it's just the same and i thought that is so crazy but it is so true a lot of even the most scholarly people will tell you god's not real but they'll react to black people and to black people's strength and to black people's power and black people's grace and elegance and culture and they'll react to it as if it's something greater as if it's divine and it's because they're recognizing that innate divinity that exists within black people and hearing those words just kind of made me smile a little bit because it's like that is so true i see god in so many people i see god in us i see god in blackness there's a reason that they've been trying to tell you otherwise and so on my next episode um and on all I plan to just question shit, but the next one specifically is about my identity as a black Christian and Christianity's role in white supremacy because they're very closely related and there's just a lot that we can talk about and I have a lot of things that I want to say in terms (laughs) of Christianity, like the man-made religion, not the belief in God, but the structure. Um, So yeah, I'm very excited about this and I hope you guys are too. I just want to thank you for listening and for allowing me to be able to do this. And yeah, I'm very excited for what's in store and I'll see you guys later. Hello.